What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, welcome into a Bowl Mania edition of What's the Spread? Miles on Sports here. My main man, Mr. Brad Thomas. How we doing? Dude, I'm good, man. Uh, you know... Bowl mania, bowl season is here. Um, for those who don't know, I love going to bowl games. Uh, this year, I'm only going to two unless um, Alabama makes the national championship. Then I'll be going to three, which would be the national championship. So just wait, look for me on TV. I, I was on ESPN two, twice last year. <laughs> so let's the hope that I can always find you, especially with shirts like that. All right, we don't have any more time to lose. Let's get into it. So here's how this is going to work. We are doing our bowl mania today. We are not doing the New Year's Six games. We will break those down on a more minuscule level or grander level, however you want to say it. We're going to break those down next week. Really want to get into those six games uh, with the top 12 teams in the country, but we got plenty to cover today. Let's kick it off. We got the Bahamas Bowl, Toledo and Middle Tennessee State. Toledo, 10 and a half point favorites here. I'm taking Toledo even with the big spread at minus 10 and a half. They only turned the ball over six times this season. I think uh, in order for Middle Tennessee State to cover in this one, they're going to need some takeaways. I don't think they get it. I'll go with the first of many MAC teams, by the way, in our bowl games, but I will go with Toledo. I'm going with Toledo as well. Um, I literally just put up Middle Tennessee terrible defense. You know, they gave a big points to a lot of op- opponents. And when I mean big points, like those are 45 plus. So I don't mind the 10 and a half here. Um, especially we got to remember when Toledo played against, uh, was that Notre Dame? They played them tough. Up next, we have the Tail Breeder Cure Bowl, a game that I normally go to. Uh, mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina making their second trip to the Cure Bowl. They are a 10 and a half point favorite against Northern Illinois. I am taking Northern Illinois uh, on the sole fact two things Rocky Lombardi, number one. Number two, Coastal Carolina has struggled uh, as double digit favorites this season. So I'll gladly lay the 10 points. Yeah, uh, this is <clears throat> this is one that I wrote about for picks-wise. I like Northern Illinois here, plus 10.5. This is a great matchup. Coastal Carolina barely misses the championship game. Northern Illinois, uh, winners of the MAC, a, a, yeah. a huge performance. They played a Kent State team that's very similar to the way Coastal Carolina runs. Uh, fast-paced offense, a lot of high power. But as you said, even if Northern Illinois gets forced to throw because they are a running team, Rocky Lombardi yeah. could take the game over, no problem. Yeah. So I like them as well. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Another one right here in the great state of Florida. And another good matchup, Appalachian State in Western Kentucky. Appalachian State, three-point favorites here. I like Western Kentucky plus three. I liked what I saw out of them in that Conference USA Championship game. They have the number one passing attack in college football. I think in a bowl game like this, they have a little more firepower uh, than App State. So I'm going to roll with Western Kentucky. I'm rolling with Western Kentucky as well. Uh, Billy Zappi, freaking beast, 56 touchdowns on the year. Uh, hot offense. You know, they hung tough with UTEP. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I, we haven't been sold in App State all season. And I, I think I'm going to continue to not be yep. sold on them. Um, so next up, we have the Cricket Celebration Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. We have South Carolina State taking on Jackson State. Jackson State, 10-point favorite. Shout out to Deion Sanders for snagging the number one crew in Crazy. the nation. I'm going with Jackson, Jackson State here. The whole state of, of Mississippi has been rocking with this 11-1 season. Um, you know, I think that South Carolina State has struggled to make the bowl season. Uh, you know, they, they, they needed to put together a couple wins. Shea Saunders is, is phenomenal. And, and how, how, say, Sanders, how awesome is it to play with your father? Man, yeah, uh, I, I, how do you not bet on Jackson State here? Minus yeah. 10. Uh, I just have Deion Sanders here written down. As you said, I can't believe they just stole the number one recruit in the country. 
pretty crazy what he's doing over there, but I'll take Jackson State there uh, with 10. All right, let's go ahead and move over to the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, is that P-U-B-G mobile New Mexico? PUBG, video uh, game. There you go. UTEP and Fresno State. Uh, Fresno State, 11.5 point favor here. I'm taking Fresno State. I, I just think they are a much better team. Their program is in a little bit of transition in this game. But I think it's a little bit of a mismatch, averaging 464 yards per game. So I'll take the big spread. Yeah, I'm taking Fresno State as well. UTEP owned four gets to spread in their last four bowl games. Fresno State's the much better offense. And I think if they could just put a little bit of defense together, they should win this game by 20 plus. Up next, we have the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl in Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. We have UAB versus BYU. BYU is laying seven here. Um, I'm going to, as as much as I want to take UAB, I'm going to actually just take the seven with uh, BYU. Algier is a freaking phenomenal player, and I think he plays this game. Uh, he is the difference maker at running back there. Um, you got to think about this team is not allowing as many yards as UAB. UAB has been a, a team that's been more than willing to to give up yards and give up points. I think they're at like 24 points allowed per game. Uh, yeah, I'm taking BYU here too. Uh, we are uh, right in sync so far. Uh, it is a large spread because because UAB ha- you know has a chance to sneak up on you. But here's the thing, guys. BYU is a great football team. They, yes. They're uh, just a great season. 5-0 and uh, against the Pac-12 this year, including a win over Utah. Uh, they destroyed UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl last year, so we know they show up for bowl games. I think it's an easy cover for BYU. All right, let's go ahead and go into the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Eastern Michigan in Liberty. Liberty here, 9.5-point favorites. This is another one where I'm going to take the big spread here at Liberty at minus 9.5. But here's the thing. Liberty is coming off three straight losses to Ole Miss, Louisiana, and Army. Three very good football teams. They haven't really been themselves but for me, this is a Malik Willis showcase game for him to show uh, the NFL scouts what he can do. Um, I got a 10-point win here for Liberty. I'm going with Eastern Michigan, and I'm banking on Willis not playing. I know it could be a showcase game. He hasn't came out and said he's going to play, and I think that non-committal attitude makes me lean, lean towards the fact that he might just pull the plug. Uh, I don't think that uh, a match against Eastern Michigan does much for his draft stock. I think he already ruined that himself. <laughs> so I'm going to back It's a tough end of their season, man. That was a yeah. tough schedule. Yeah, no, it's it, it, it unfortunate for him. I just think yeah. the, the hype was a little too high. Yeah. Um, up next, imagine this. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle in Inglewood, California. Oregon State taking on Utah State. Oregon State, seven-point favorite. I'm back in Oregon State here. Listen, we had Utah State with a – it's a motivation game if you want to think about it. Uh, first bowl game – for uh, Oregon State under their new head coach. Will that play a factor? I think so. And you know what Oregon State does very well? Run the ball. Utah State sucks at defending the run. I, I don't have too much to say about this game other than I'm taking the better team, the more motivated team, and the team who's better at running the ball against a bad run defense. Yeah, I was leaning Oregon State here, but I, I ended up going Utah State plus seven, uh, coming off an impressive Mountain West Conference championship game victory over San Diego State. Uh, this is Utah State's passing attack versus the Oregon State rushing game. Uh, so we'll see if they can get anything going here. They were number two, uh, in the mountain West in yards per game on offense, but they're also six and one and gets a spread in their last seven. Uh, so I like the touchdown there. All right, let's go ahead and move over into the RNL carriers, New Orleans bowl. This is Marshall against number 23, Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana here minus five. Billy Napier will not be coaching. I'm still taking Louisiana minus five just because I think they are the better team. They're on a 12 yes. game winning streak. Yes. Uh, Marshall, their last game was against Western Kentucky, a team that we already talked about. They lost 53 to 21. 
I just think that Louisiana is the much better team here. And I don't think that losing Napier is going to make them any less motivated uh, to get this bowl win. Yeah, uh, I'm with I'm with <laughs> Louisiana as well. Um, this is a good team, good team who's hot versus yeah. a Marshall team who uh, throughout the season people have been betting on Marshall as if they were last year's team, but it's not the same team. I think this is gonna this game is gonna fly over the total and it's gonna be a phenomenal victory for uh, Louisiana. Next up, we have the Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Account in Conway, South Carolina. We have Tulsa who's a nine and a half point favorite taking on Old Dominion. I'm backing Old Dominion here like a freaking crazy. I've just watched them all season hang tough with every single person. And I don't think Tulsa offers enough offensively to to kind of make Daryl Mack have to make all the throws on the field. Like we know Daryl Mack's not making those throws, um, but I think Old Dominion is playing tough enough to where I'll gladly take 10 points there. Yes, Old Dominion. I like it too. Plus nine and a half. I'm I'm all over it. I I you know Old Dominion has covered uh, five straight spreads. They won all five of those games to get yep. into this bowl game. This might be the ugliest bowl game on the slate. Both teams are going to turn the ball over. Tulsa has 24 turnovers on the year. Uh, I think that spread is way too high. I think it's a game that Old Dominion can win. Honestly. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move over to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. A little bit of better matchup here. We got Wyoming and Kent State. Wyoming three point favorites, but I'm going with Kent State plus three. Give me that flash-fast offense to rebound after a disappointing showing in the MAC championship game. Only 23 points against Northern Illinois, but this offense can move. They also give up a lot of points, but I'm going to go with the offensive team here, and I'll take the three. I'm actually going with Wyoming, um, and the reason I'm going with Wyoming is because how fast Kent State's offense is. You know, Wyoming is a is an offense that kind of needs a little bit of a propeller from the defense. They need a, a defense that's a little bit weaker offense on the other side who's willing to put them in a shootout. I'm back in Wyoming here. I really wanted Kent State, but I just don't think they have the defensive prowess to keep up in a shootout. Not to keep up in a shootout, but to keep their opponent at bay in a shootout. I think Wyoming puts up a lot of points as well uh, does Kent State. Up next, we have the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl <laughs> in nice. Frisco, Texas. <laughs> San Diego State uh, is taking on UTSA. UTSA is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, UTSA, UTSA's star running back might not be playing in this game, as he announced for the draft. I'm taking San Diego State, whether he's in or whether he's out. San Diego State is one of those teams where you want them to lose because they are so boring to watch. Yeah. Every single game I, I bet on them, I'm just like, this sucks. I'm not going to cover the spread. There's no way they cover the spread, and yet somehow they cover the spread. I'm going to take the better defense here. I, I this is not this is not a uh, uh, freaking Alabama versus Georgia where you take the better offense over the better defense. This is San Diego State versus UTSA. I think the better defense prevails here. It's a situation that I don't always take the better defense, but here's one where I'm comfortable doing it. It's a great matchup. It's arguably the best team in the Mountain West versus the best yep. team in, in, in the Conference USA from uh, from this year. I think UTSA gets it done at minus two and a half. It makes me a little nervous, but San Diego State won four and one against a spread in their last six games, but they have every uh, bit of ability in this game to shut down UTSA early uh, and take them out of the game with how good their defense is. But as you said, just the way that, that they play football, I don't think UTSA will ever be out of it. I think they get it done. All right, let's go ahead to the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. We have Missouri against Army. And my initial lean was Missouri plus four, but I'm taking Army here minus four, coming off a disappointing uh, game in America's game. Uh, yeah. But Bottom line is Missouri 3-12 and against the spread in their last 15 games uh, dating back to last year and the worst run defense in the SEC. I'm so glad you said that. Holy crap. I think Army's going to have a field day in this one, Brad. Yeah, uh, I was going to – listen, every part of me want to be like, Missouri has to win this game, right? right? No, they have the worst run defense. They they can't stop the run against a primarily run 
a 100% run team. We'll go ahead and call it that. And Army, I'm taking the four points with Army here, and I'm not thinking twice about it. Uh, Missouri has proven all season that they can't cover spreads. They want to get in shootout with teams, and they don't want to establish themselves on the offensive side of the ball as a powerful team. Army will do that. They will push you. They will be strong throughout the entire contest. Up next, we have the Frisco Football Bowl. In Frisco, Texas, we have Miami, Ohio, three-point favorites versus North Texas. I was torn on this game. Call this bet a coin flip bet. I am taking Miami, Ohio, minus three. Yeah, I'm with you. Coin flip here. I'm going to go North Texas. They've covered in six straight games. I'll take the plus three. Uh, This is going to be a game where Miami is going to throw a lot and North Texas is going to run a lot. We'll see who prevails. All right, let's go to the big one, my friend, the Yano Mortgage Casparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida, UCF versus Florida. Uh, I believe this is this might be the only bowl game outside of the New Year's Six that has sold out, and it's sold out quickly. Florida, six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to take UCF here plus six-and-a-half just because I'm going with my heart. Both teams can't cover. Florida is 0-6 no. against the spread in their last six. Uh, we know that UCF can't cover the spreads. They're 4-10 and 10 against the spread in their last 14, dating back to last year. But here's the thing. UCF has uh, ended the season pretty strong, winning five of their last six games. I think they've got a little bit more going for them, and they're going to have a little more motivation in this one. Um, so I'll take plus six and a half there. I don't even have to win the game. I'm going with Florida. Listen, as much as I want UCF to win, like, I, I can't stand Florida. Not that I dislike them. I just have no love for them, if that makes sense. You know, like there's nothing tying me to Florida except living here. But I'm a freaking UCF graduate. I want to bet them the win. But listen, Florida State's defense is going to lean on that at UCF offense. It's not good. Um, I think that we have to kind of look at UCF from a perspective of they're almost there. You know, I wish this match would have been last year or I with Dylan Gabriel would have been in this match. Then I would have gladly taken UCF. Um, but I'm backing Florida minus six and a half. Up next, we have the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Uh, in Honolulu, Honolulu, Hawaii, Memphis, a seven and a half point favorite versus Hawaii. When I was doing my office pickums, I picked Hawaii to win outright, and they gave me an alert message that says, "You know they are a seven point underdog." Yes, I am taking Hawaii to win, and it's not going to be a betting strategy that most people believe in or trust. But when teams go to Hawaii for the Hawaii Bowl, you know what they do? They party. They go to luau's. They eat a ton of food. They aren't there to play football. They're they're there to vacation, and they're going to catch Memphis slipping. You're giving me seven and a half points. I think Hawaii can win this damn thing outright. I completely agree, Brad. I'm all over Hawaii here, plus seven and a half. Uh, Hawaii six one and one against a spread in their last eight as home underdogs, and this is going to be a home game for them. Not yep. to mention Memphis in their last two seasons, they're zero and nine against a spread in their last nine games on the road. Everything is going for Hawaii here, and I wouldn't be surprised with the outright win either. All right, let's go to, uh, I believe, the first of three bowls sponsored by Tax Act. Um, <laughs> Tax Act Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Ball State, Georgia State. Georgia State's minus four and a half. Kind of a coin flip for me, but I'm going with Georgia State here, minus four and a half. Ball State's running defense, allowing 170 rushing yards per game. And Georgia State's got one of the best rushing offenses in the country, uh, ranked number 11th in rushing yards per game. Also, they closed out the season six and one against the spread, so I will take the Georgia State cover. I'm actually going Ball State, and... It's against my better judgment, but I would rather bet on a bowl, a bowl game. Okay, let me explain myself first. I think that Georgia State often finds themselves in, in trouble early in games. And I think Ball State is a kind of team that when you when they have a lead, they do very well at keeping the lead. And Georgia State's complacency might play an issue here. So if I'm in a bowl game, I'd rather bet on a team who starts hot um, and getting points, uh, especially it's low scoring. I expect this to be very low scoring. So shoot, Georgia State wins by three. I still cover. Up next, we have the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, Michigan, Western Michigan, minus three and a half, taking on Nevada. 
And a lot of people are going to bet Western Michigan because it's in Detroit. Listen, I can tell you this. I, I, Western Michigan isn't traveling as well as everyone believes is going to happen for the quick lane bowl. Um, and a lot of people in Detroit are just Western Michigan fans. I'm backing Nevada and Carson Strong. All right, I'm going to go Western Michigan Western Michigan here, minus three and a half. Uh, they are only one and four against the spread in their last five games. But with Jay Norvell leaving them for Colorado State, which I'm still trying to make heads or tails of. <laughs> Makes uh, no sense. I'm going to go ahead and take Western Michigan. All right, let's go to the Military Bowl presented by Paraton at Annapolis, Maryland. East Carolina, Boston College. Actually a pretty sneaky good bowl matchup yeah. here. Uh, Boston College, three-point favorites. I'm going East Carolina. ECU 6-2 and two against the spread the last eight games. But Boston College is just having trouble in bowl games. Uh, one in seven straight up in their last eight bowl games. Uh, ECU had a really sneaky good season. Uh, I'll take the plus three. Yeah, one in seven against the spread in their last eight bowl games. But I think that one win was like freaking 20 years ago. Listen, I like Boston College here. Um, it's, it's a battle of a better quarterback. And for once, Boston College finally has a good quarterback. I'm not even pronounced Phil's last name, but Phil J. That's what I'm going to call him. It's a it's a sneaky good matchup because this is one of those things where I can make an argument about uh, ECU uh, taking not even the points, but taking them outright. But when you get a, a added boost of your player, not only coming back, but willing to play in a bowl game, your best player, I think that gives you a little motivation. Players play a little bit harder for them. Up next, we have Ticket Smarter, Birmingham Bowl in Birmingham, Alabama. This is not fair that Houston has to play Auburn in Alabama. I think Houston is unfortunate in this situation because I would have liked them as a live dog. I'm backing Auburn minus three. I think Auburn is talented enough. It matches up well enough. If they have more than you know a handful of players sit out, they could still do what they need to do. I don't think Tank Bigsby is going to play, which is a huge loss for Auburn. But I'm taking minus three in, in, in almost what's a home game, what, an hour and a half away or something. It's not fair for Houston. Um, you know, and sorry for Houston. Their season was kind of lost in that Cincinnati defeat. Yeah, you know, I, I'm taking Houston here plus three, uh, and I was impressed with really how they played against that elite Cincinnati defense. I think that they can do the same thing in this game, especially early on. They were doing a really good job of getting the ball out of Toon's hands. I think they're going to do the same thing and at least do enough to stay in the game early on, which will give them a chance to cover the plus three. So give me Houston. All right, let's go to the Surf Pro first responder bowl in Dallas, Texas. We have Louisville. Taking on Air Force, Louisville, one-and-a-half-point favorites. My initial pick was Louisville just because I really like how Malik Cunningham is playing right now. But I'm going Air Force here. They have the number one rushing attack in the entire country. And on the flip side, their defense actually plays really well, only allowing 19.1 points per game. There's a little bit of talk around Scott Satterfield and what's going on with the Louisville program. It looks like they're going to keep him for now. But I don't know, man. Who are you taking? I'm taking Air Force. Uh, okay. Listen, I think that Vegas said this. Vegas set this line at minus one and a half for Louisville for everyone to jump on Louisville really fast. Like, yeah. we got to take Cunningham. It's a better team. No, that's false. Just because Air Force is not in everyone's mouths every day doesn't mean they're not a good team. They run the ball with efficiency, and they run it well. That triple option is a little bit different because they have the ability to throw the ball when necessary. I think they're a little bit better throwing team out of the military schools than the others, and they're sneaky good at covering. Up next, we have the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Taking on at ooh, taking place in Memphis, Tennessee, we have Texas Tech taking on Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a seven, eight, eight and a half point favorite. In what world? I don't care if they're playing freaking Gonzaga in football. I'm taking Texas Tech plus eight and a half. Yes, Rodgers has been playing amazing. Yes, this is a chance for them to show that SEC muscle. And yes, I think Rodgers will throw for 500 yards against a Texas against one of the worst pass defenses in college football in Texas Tech. But 
eight point and a half points is a lot for a team that I could think could lose this outright. Eight and a half is a lot, Brad, but I'm on the other side. This is one that I jumped on right away, and I didn't think twice about it. Mississippi State minus eight and a half. Texas Tech lost four of their last five games uh, to end the year, stumbling into this bowl game. Minus eight turnover differential on the season, and I think Will Rogers is going to have a field day. So I'll take I'll take a double-digit Mississippi State win here. All right, let's go to the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl in San Diego. We have a great matchup here. Number 18, yeah. NC State, UCLA. NC State, one-point favorite. I leaned UCLA originally. They're averaging 49.3 points per game in their last three games. Dorian Thompson-Robinson has been absolutely sensational, but I think they're going to be the trendy pick. I think NC State still wins this game. Another one of those teams that is not talked about a lot, but has had a great season. They have the edge on defense, only giving up 19.7 points per game. And Devin Leary has been every bit as good as DTR. Yes. Uh, four or more touchdowns in four of its last five games. And the UCLA pass defense allows 260 passing yards per game. Give me NC State here. Yeah, listen, I'm going to go ahead and uh, back NC State as well. I, UCLA, 8-4 and four against the spread was, was really leaning me towards UCLA. But I just think NC State is the better team all around. Uh, I don't have much to say about this game except – I was shocked when I saw this come across that UCLA was the do- was the dog. And, and normally when I'm looking at lines like that, I, I tend to have to think, if I'm going to back a dog who I think should be the favorite, there has to be a real strong logical reason, and I don't have that with uh, UCLA. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, NC State to win. Up next, we have the guaranteed rape bowl. No idea what that means in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> West Virginia taking on Minnesota. Minnesota is a four-point favorite. They are 7-4-1 against the spread. Listen, we all know that West Virginia does not play well away from home, but we what we do know is those doggone Mountaineers, which I'm graduating from this weekend, future alum. I just had to throw yep. that in there when the there game came. Um, travel very, very well to bowl games. It's something that... I thought was I, I've been to I've been to a lot of bowl games with uh, West Virginia and I thought that it's something that I must say how how well they travel um, because to them you know they're happy to get out of it, it's going to be raining and in the 40s you think they you think they want to be in West Virginia Morgantown Morgantown West Virginia no they want to go and travel to Arizona. I was torn back and forth of who I wanted to, to actually bet because Minnesota, you think about them, their um, their average margin of victory was 7.8. Um, but, no, they nearly missed out on the Big Ten championship. I don't think motivation is going to be there as much as it is for West Virginia. Like, Minnesota wins this game. They're like, cool, you know, we won this game. But if West Virginia wins this game, it's a huge deal. You know, they saved their season. So I'm backing uh, the Mountaineers here at plus four. I like Minnesota to cover here at minus four. Uh, you mentioned the against the spread numbers. It, they ended the season uh, six and two against the spread in their last eight. They're coming off a huge win over Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin team that they held to 13 points. And this Minnesota defense actually ranks fourth in the country in total defense. Uh, so I will go with the Big Ten and Minnesota here at minus four. All right, let's go to the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, Boston, Massachusetts. We have Virginia and SMU. Virginia is a two-point favorite. It's a bowl game of both programs that have lost their coach. Yes. Um, Virginia hasn't won a game since October 23rd. I, I really didn't know where, where to go in this one, but that was staggering to me. I'm going to take SMU here, plus two. Dude, um, so when I was looking at the lines, I think this is the most accurately set line out of all of them. And what that means is I think that if Virginia wins, it's going to be by two. 
So anytime I have a situation like that, and why I say that is because Virginia's average margin of victory is somewhere around 2.2, 2.3. Um, and SMU's average margin of defeat is, oh man, I, I don't write it down, 1.8 something. They're, it's so close to two. And it's a neutral site game, which means we're we're almost at a a pick em here. You know, like it's it's confusing to me. So I'm going to take the points with SMU. Let's go ahead and get Tanner Mordecai to go out there and toss a bunch of bombs, baby. Yep. Up next, we have the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Bronx, New York, um, Maryland, one-point favorite, taking on Virginia Tech. I'm backing Baby Tua, record setter in Maryland here. I think Loxley gets this done against a, a Virginia team who doesn't have an identity, hardly has a quarterback, and doesn't have a coach. Yeah, Virginia Tech fires Justin Fuente. Uh, it was the right move. Uh, they have high expectations over there at that program. I'm also taking Maryland here, minus one. Uh, Talia threw for 312 yards and three touchdowns and no picks in his last game. Uh, yeah. I expect him to have a good game in this one as well for a Virginia Tech team that is uh, lost. Uh, so I like a Maryland win there. All right, let's move on into the Cheez-It Bowl here in Orlando, Florida. We've got Iowa State taking on number 19 Clemson, a very intriguing matchup. Iowa State is minus one. It feels like a trap, but I'm going to go with Clemson here. They started the season 0-7 against the spread, but they finished 4-1 four and four and against one. the spread, and yes. they were 5-0 and straight up in that span. They're coming off a 30 to nothing win against a pretty solid South Carolina team. This Clemson front seven got hot at the right time. They completely, well, not completely, but they really uh, shut down that explosive Wake Forest offense yes. uh, about three weeks ago. I just think that they're playing really well right now. They can shut down Brees Hall. That's really all you need to do. I'm not worried about Brock Purdy. So I'm going to go with a big Clemson win here. This is the second year in a row I get to watch Iowa State in uh, Orlando. <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Um, you want to hear something funny? Uh, yes. Brees Hall had scored a touchdown in every single game. And the game that he did not score a touchdown in to start that streak was at the Cheez-It Bowl. The game that I was at, so it was two years ago. <laughs> Just, I don't know, funny random stat there for you. There you go, yeah. When I was uh, ranking the teams for um, the bowl selection, I was, you know, I, you have to bet with, you have to rank without bias, you know. And every part of me wanted this matchup. Uh, why? Iowa State travels very well. And two, when am I going to chance to see Clemson in Orlando? Um, I'm backing Clemson here. It's a battle of two very bad against the spread teams. Um Five and seven against the spread for Iowa State, um, and four and eight against the spread for Clemson. But like you mentioned, Clemson ended the season super strong. I'm going to back this better defense. I think they could keep Brees Hall in check, and he has another game where he's struggling to find the back, find the end zone. I almost said back of the net. Wrong sport. <laughs> Up next, we have the Valero All Mobile in San Antonio, Texas. We have number 14 Oregon Ducks taking on number 16 Oklahoma Sooners. Five point spread for the Sooners. I'm going to back the Sooners here. Um, I don't know if Kayvon Thibodeau – oh, wait, Kayvon Thibodeau already came out and said he's not playing. Yeah, he's so not he's playing. On, he's on my list of players who's not playing. Um, I just think that this Oregon team, they, they just need to pack it in for next year. And it felt like that since they played Utah the first time. You know, they were digressing every single week until then, and then they just kind of gave up at that point. Um, I don't mind taking the five points here. Yeah, you got Bob Stoops on the sideline for Oklahoma. Obviously, Ricky Riley to USC, Mario Cristobal to Miami. I, I think that they're going to be excited to play for him. I think Oklahoma gets an easy cover here at minus five. All right, let's go to the Dukes Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. A dream matchup for this bowl committee. It's South Carolina versus North Carolina. North Carolina, nine-point favorites. I'm taking the points here with South Carolina at plus nine. Both teams struggled against a spread down the stretch, two and five against a spread in their last seven games. The line opened at North Carolina minus seven. So I'm liking the value I'm getting with the Gamecocks. And their last meeting was not 
that long ago. 2019, North Carolina won that game 24-20. And I think that I, – I just feel like the spread is a little bit too high for this one. Brad, am I wrong? Listen, so when you're backing big favorites or, or backing – I'm going to say big because this is almost a double digit. Or backing big dogs, it's important to see how teams do versus the spread, especially when you have teams that are both um, on the wrong side of their against the spread records. I'm backing South Carolina here. Why? You look at the South Carolina team, while they're 5-6 and six against the spread and have a 45% cover rate, they're still plus 9 to the spread, which means they're not getting blown out too often. And their average margin of defeat is somewhere around 2 or 3. When you look at North Carolina to the spread, which means the spreads are normally set too high, they're minus 5.3 to the spread, which means they're not even getting close to covering the spread, which means that, that, that the market is always overvaluing uh, the Tar Heels here. So give me South Carolina plus 9. Yeah, I like that one. Up next, we have TransPerfect Music City Bowl in Nashville, Tennessee. Sinks again that, unfortunately, Purdue is playing Tennessee in almost a home match. Tennessee is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. However, you didn't think I was going to do this. I'm gonna no, side I did with, not. I'm going to side with Purdue here. I think Purdue <laughs> wins this match outright. Tennessee's get a little banged up still. Um, I don't think they're quite there yet. They're making their way, um, and we know Hypo can't win big games. Boiler up, baby. Purdue plus four-and-a-half. They're four-and-one against the spread in their last five Tennessee ranks 13th in the SEC in pass defense, and Purdue's quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, has had a quietly yes, good season, beast. completing 72% of his passes, averaging over 400 passing yards per game in his last four. And then finally, Purdue, under Jeff Brom, 18-8 and eight against the spread as a underdog. I like Purdue in this one. I love that. All right, SRS Distribution, Las Vegas Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada. We have Arizona State taking on Wisconsin. Wisconsin, minus seven. This, these are really two teams that are disappointed in the way their season ended. I'm going with the Big Ten here. Again, back-to-back, going with, with Wisconsin, minus seven. There's not going to be good quarterback play in this one. Jane Daniels and Graham Mertz have both had severely uh, disappointing seasons. I'm, gonna, I'm just taking the better defense. Wisconsin still has the nation's number one um, defense. As I said, neither quarterback's going to play well, so I'm going with the better defense and run game. So give me Wisconsin by a touchdown. Miles, when I was uh, you know, handicapping this game, it brought me back to the beginning of the season when we did our conference picks, and I put yeah. a small wager on Arizona State. And what made me really pissed was not that I put a, a wager on Arizona State, is that they didn't compete all season. No. Like, there was no way they were going to be competitive in this, in, this, uh, in this conference. But I'm not going to bet them. I've learned my lesson. I'm taking Wisconsin minus nice. seven. Jaden Daniels is not going to do well against this constant, consistent pass rush of, of Wisconsin. One of the best pass rushes in college football. Wisconsin wants to get it dirty. They want to get in the trenches, and that will happen. So I'm taking the minus seven points. Up next, we have the Tax Slayers, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Jacksonville, Florida. Number 25, Texas A&M Aggies taking on number 17, Wake Forest. Texas A&M is a seven-point favorite. I'm taking the points with Wake Forest. Um, I don't understand the spread. It's literally not making sense to me because Calzada's not playing. Their injured quarterback's not playing. So they're going to go with a player who has no playing time on the season, yet somehow it's still a seven-point favorite against Sam Hartman. I know that this Wake Forest has a terrible um, pass defense, but you're going against a quarterback who's not proven. I know they have time to work him into the offense, but I'd be shocked to see Spiller play too. Does A-Chain play? Like, who on Texas A&M is going to play? Because when you're, when you're quarterback, and we remember this, Miles, with uh, the Gators, right? When your quarterback sits out, what happens? It's just like dominoes where players just boom, boom, boom. I think that Texas A&M plays with one of the thinnest squads that they've played with all season against Wake Forest. I'm going to take Wake Forest um, plus seven, and I'm going to take the money line. 
Yeah, this is a glorified spring game for Texas A&M when you really think about it. I mean, a lot of these bowl games are, you know, just programs trying to get momentum for next year. But Wake Forest is coming in full strength. Sam yes. Hartman just threw four interceptions in the ACC championship game. He has a lot of pride to play for. It's a Wake Forest team that fought all year. They don't want to have their season end with that disappointment against Pittsburgh. And you're getting seven points. Yeah. I, I went back and forth on this one because you know that AM has the talent. But yeah. I'll take Wake Forest. All right, let's do the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in El Paso, <laughs> Texas. It's Washington State and Miami. Miami is a slight favorite, uh, two and a half points. Listen, Washington State, eight and one against the spread in their last nine games. So I'm going to ride the hot hand. But I will say both teams played very well down the stretch. This is actually a pretty good matchup. And very quietly, Miami was competitive in all eight of their uh, ACC games, finishing, I, I think, five and three in the conference. Yeah. And their three <laughs> losses were all by four or less points. Uh, so hats off to them. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with the hotter team that's been covering the spread. Yeah, Washington State is 8-4 uh, against the spread. They have they have one of the best metrics that you can possibly look at there. 8-4 against the spread. They they have a, a plus. You always want to have a plus margin of victory. Have a plus against the spread number. However, I'm going to back Miami. Um, I just think that Miami is is one of those situations where, you know, when um, I'm going to compare it to, to NFL when – um, Urban Meyer was fired, how the line went from minus two to minus five for the Jags. I think this is one of those situations where a lot of players were getting sick of Manny Diaz. You know, he's a great guy, but they just knew he wasn't going to bring that to the next level. Right. I, I think it's one of those pride games for Miami. You know, in the season strong, new coach coming in, crystal ball. Let's, let's go ahead and get rack up the victory here. Up next, we have the only bowl game that's not going to be televised on TV, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl in Tucson, Arizona. And let me clarify the, you can watch that on Barstool. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm backing Boise state here, Boise state seven and five against the spread. Perfect. 7.5 favorite against central Michigan, better team here, a team that when they cover, they cover by a large margin. I think this can get out of hand for central Michigan um, is what I'm expecting. A a big victory for, uh, for, for Boise state here. Yeah, I'll take Boise State minus seven and a half. I don't want to think about it too much here. Uh, They ended the season with a disappointing 27-16 loss uh, to San Diego State, but really played him tough, almost kept him out of the Mountain West Championship game. Uh, I like Boise State minus seven and a half. All right, let's roll into the Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. It is number 21 Arkansas versus Penn State. You know I'm going with Penn State here, minus two. I think KJ Jefferson is going to face a real challenge in this one. There's going to be some sit outs for Penn State. There's no doubt about that, but their past defense has been on point this year. Uh, and I think that the, the program is revitalized by a couple of things. First of all, James Franklin's big contract. Second yes. of all, Sean Clifford is returning for his sixth year of eligibility. Wow. He will be in a Penn State uniform once again next season. I think that they take uh, this is. It, it's important for them to get some momentum here. And also they played really well down the stretch, tough loss to Michigan state to end the year. Um, but I'm, I'm going big 10. We're actually for like the first time ever, I think in Arkansas bowl, they're going to have some players sitting out too, which is weird. I think they're, God, man, I, I should have wrote his name down. Cause now I'm drawing a blank in the middle of the show, but their, their wide receiver is going to be out a couple other players, but Penn state um, I'm taking minus two. You think about all the teams that played Arkansas that are tough defenses. Arkansas had a lot of trouble moving the ball. I, I think that KJ is a good quarterback on the other side of the ball, but I'm still going to back Penn State. I think he, he's going to see a lot of pressure on his face, and I have to back it. Up next, we have the Marble Citrus Bowl um, in Orlando, Florida. I know you know I was excited to see uh, uh, Iowa play in this game. It's Kentucky versus Iowa. Kentucky's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think I jumped for joy when I found out. I might have even texted you because Iowa travels so well, and I really, really wanted to see this game. 
um, a, a defensive battle here. Um, I'm going Kentucky. I don't think Iowa scores more than 10 points in this game. You know, it reminds me of the Michigan game a lot because Michigan and Kentucky are very similar. It's like Michigan's way up here, you know, up high. And then Kentucky's a little bit lower, but they still play similar, really uh, efficient rushing attacks and really good defensive lines. I don't think Iowa is going to have the offensive firepower. And the good thing about Kentucky, you know, even if you look at that Georgia game, Kentucky, when they play against good defense, doesn't turn the ball over too often. So I'm taking the, the Kentucky to win minus two and a half. I, I have no clue how Kentucky travels. Someone did tell me um, that Kentucky travels very well, but I've never seen it. So I have no idea. Yeah, I shouldn't do it, but I'm going with Iowa here, plus two and a half. I'm going to sweep uh, the board for the Big Ten. Uh, Kentucky is coming off a big win against Louisville, 52-31. But keep in mind for Iowa, before they lost that game to Michigan, 42-3, to which was a, I mean, that's a playoff team in Michigan. Before that, they had won four straight games in the Big Ten, only allowing 19.5 points per game. So I think we definitely get a defensive battle. And in these postseason bowl games, Iowa has been there before. So I will take plus two and a half. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up with the Tax Act Texas Bowl in Houston, Texas. It's LSU and Kansas State. I'll keep it simple. I'm taking K-State here, minus one and a half. Hoping that Deuce Vaughn uh, shows up, plays, whatever it is. But LSU, Max Johnson leaves. There's going to be plenty more sit-outs for them. It's a one and a half point spread. I don't know, man. I'll go with the defense here in Kansas State. Dude, I hated this game. Both teams are going to have a ton of sit-outs. Yeah. Like, LSU is going to have sit-outs that are transferring next year. K-State's going to have a couple draft picks that are going to sit out. Like, this game sucks, and I took LSU. I have no reason behind it. I think it's just because they're in the SEC. But, like, right. if Deuce Vaughn doesn't play, K-State doesn't have a quarterback or a running back, and it's going to be a versus team without a quarterback and a couple running backs who might sit out. So what do we do? You know, I just took LSU. And I, do, I wish I had a, 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 a an edge or a, a good reason of why I took them, but I don't, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's uh... – and and that that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, I'll I'll tell you, there's a, a handful of games that just are absolutely meaningless. That's one of them. Yeah. Um. It's it's difficult to get you know all these bowl games you know actually meaning something for these players. But a, a lot of this is seeing what these guys have for next year. And we're yeah. even gonna see that in the New Year Six bowl games. I mean. Oh yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'll just use Ohio State as an example. You know, Garrett Wilson's not gonna play. Chris Olave's not gonna play. Um that game for Ohio State is going to be about who's going to step up a receiver. I mean, yeah. th- these are these are turning into glorified spring games. We already said this. The postseason in college football is broken. It needs to be expanded. We need to have a playoff. Uh, we need to give these players incentive to play. Something to play, games. yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, yeah, uh, listen, guys, thank you for listening to this podcast. Miles, thank you for running through this and hearing me yes, ramble. Yes, sir. This is the time of year where I enjoy because I bet on every single one of these games. I don't advise you guys to put a unit on freaking 37 games. I will probably put like $10, which is a tenth of a unit. Um, So bet wisely, bet responsibly. Don't curse me out if I lose more than I win because half of these games, I can't even tell you who's going to roster because because it's, like you said, glorified spring game. So guys, I invite you to like us on uh, YouTube. Follow me and Miles on Twitter. It's Mr. Brad Thomas and Miles on Sport. Thank you guys and best of luck.